Hi folks, this is Matthew Holly of the Home Turf Sports Podcast right here on the Home Turf Radio Network. And let me tell you something, you got all those high-end equipment for a lot of money, but you got no idea how to use them. But what if I told you there's an easy way to create your own podcast, absolutely free with no wires attached? The answer is Anchor from Spotify. Of course, Anchor is the easiest way and the best way to make a podcast without all the assholes. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you something. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's intuitive episode builder, you can visualize, edit, and arrange your segments without an instruction manual. Record remotely with up to four people, no matter where they are in the world. And with Anchor's built-in audio library, you can also add background tracks, transitions, and sound effects to your show. Also new in there is the music and talk bit for Anchor and Spotify. Get You can insert your music from Spotify. You can create your own music radio show or whatever you want to create with music involved. That's all that podcasting stuff. It will be exclusive to Spotify only. That's that's really cool. And if you're looking to distribute your podcast, let Anchor do that for you so it can be earned on most popular listening platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. All with a single tap or click. You're looking to make money from your podcast? You can. No minimum listenership required. With Anchor sponsorships, you can earn money every time people listen, no matter the size of the audience. You can also collect monthly donations from your fans right from your Anchor profile. And did I mention Anchor is 100% free with no strings attached, no monthly fees, no trial period, no subscription necessary. This is why the Home Turf Sports Podcast is always here on Anchor. And many many other podcasts are on the way here on this platform. And looking for, and if you want to get Anchor, download the free Anchor app on the Google Play Store or App Store. Go to Anchor.fm to get started. Enter your journey into podcasting. This is why Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And now, on with our feature presentation. Hey everybody, this is Matthew Holly, and welcome to the Home Turf Sports Podcast, right here on the Home Turf Radio Network, broadcasting to you live from the heart of Long Island. And we're broadcasting from Long Island, from our Long Island studios, right here. On the Great South Bay, this is the Home Turf Sports Podcast here on the Home Turf Radio Network. I'm Matthew Holly. I'm your host. Welcome to Thursday, December 8th, 2022. Um, we start the show with some breaking news coming out. This came out like earlier, but here we are. This is I'm like, it's been months and months and months and months. Since Brittany Griner, who's in his, who is was locked up in a Russian prison, and the MAGA sports machine, the Phantom Menace of Sports Talk, all celebrated, all celebrated this insanity. But the big butt. This is the part when the bigoted idiots 
just completely shut the fuck up. That's, of course, according to the Associated Press. Russia, Russia just freed Brittany Griner on Thursday in a high-profile prisoner exchange as the U.S. released notorious Russian arms dealer Victor Bout but failed to win freedom for another American, Paul Whelan. Oof, that, oof that's going to sting a bit. Who has been jailed for nearly four years. Of course, the deal... The second in eight months, amid tensions over Russia's invasion of Ukraine, of course secured the release of the most prominent American detained abroad and achieved the top policy goal for President Joe Biden, but it carried what U.S. officials described as a heavy price. Okay, so it's a bit of a one, so we take the good and the bad. I'm not, I'm not really gonna, gonna say it's a battle. But hey, it's probably a good a good window. Of course, of course, Joe said. Of course, President said. Biden said she's safe. She's on a plane. She's on her way home. He said that from the White House, where he was accompanied by Griner's wife, Sherelle, and administration officials. So that's a that's a good sign. Of course, Biden's authorization to release Bout. The Russian felon, once nicknamed the Merchant of Death, underscored the heightened urgency that his administration faced to get Griner home, particularly after the recent resolution of her criminal case on drug shortages and subsequent transfer to a penal colony. This it was ugly. It was hell. Griner, who also played pro basketball in Russia, was arrested at an airport there last February for bringing less than a gram of cannabis oil and vape cartridges into the country. Of course, uh, why you can't, like, like, yeah, like, if you're, like, you need to die for medication or something, I mean, that's saying something. Of course, Griner is a two-time Olympic gold medalist, Baylor University All-American, and Phoenix Mercury star, star of Phoenix Mercury, whose arrest in February made her the most high-profile jailed American jailed abroad. Her status as an openly gay black woman locked up in a country where authorities have been hostile to the LBGTQ community, injected racial, gender, and social dynamics into her legal saga and brought unprecedented attention to the population of wrongful detainees, Waylon included. Of course, and I'm really surprised there. I really am surprised there. Of course, the Russian foreign ministry confirmed the swap, saying in a statement carried by Russian news agencies that the exchange took place in Abu Dhabi and that Bout had been flown home. Of course, Biden spoke with Griner, who was at an airport in Abu Dhabi, after she was greeted by U.S. officials. She was expected to be back in the U.S. within 24 hours. Biden said, Biden said U.S. officials said she would be offered specialized medical services and counseling but declined to go into specifics, citing privacy concerns. Of course, both Russian and U.S. officials have conveyed cautious optimism in recent weeks after months of strained negotiations, with Biden saying in November that he was hopeful that Russia would engage in a deal now that the midterm elections were completed. The top Russian official said last week that a deal was possible before year's end. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, that says something too.
That says something, too. Mm, so, the fact that the deal was a one-for-one -one swap was a surprise, given that the U.S. officials had for months expressed their determination to bring home both Griner and Paul Whelan, a Michigan corporate security executive jailed in Russia since December of 2018 on espionage charges that his family and the U.S. government has said are baseless. Yeah, I feel bad for him, too. Of course, Joe said it better. We're, we've not forgotten about Paul Whelan. We will keep negotiating in good faith for Paul's release. Of course, U.S. officials said they did not see an immediate path to bringing about Whelan's release, saying Russia has treated his case differently because of the sham espionage charges against him. Still, they say they believe communications channels with the Russians remain open for negotiations for his freedom to continue, though it was not yet clear what costs would be would need to be paid for to pay to secure it. Well, I guess that really is a problem. Of course, Wheeling's brother David said in a statement he was so glad for Griner's release, but also disappointed for his family. He credited the White House with giving the Whalen family advance notice, and he said he did not fault officials officials for making a deal. Yeah, I guess you can't like, can't blame him for that. He said the Biden administration made the right decision to bring Miss Griner home, and to make the deal what that was possible rather than waiting for one that wasn't going to happen. Well, of course, in releasing Bell, the U.S. freed a former Soviet Army Lieutenant Colonel whom the Justice Department once described as one of the most one of the world's most prolific arms dealers. He was arrested in Thailand in 20, 2008 and extradited to the U.S. in 2010. Whereas Bout, whose deeds were featured in a Hollywood movie, was serving a 25-year sentence on charges that he conspired to sell tens of millions of dollars in weapons that U.S. officials said they were to be used against Americans. Biden issued an executive grant of clemency to free the arms dealer from a federal prison in Illinois to effect the prisoner swap. Of course, the exchange was carried out despite deteriorating relations between the powers sponsored by Moscow's war against Ukraine. Over the summer, the imprisonment of Americans produced a rare diplomatic opening, yielding the highest level known contact between Washington and Moscow. A phone call between Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, Anthony Blinken, and Russian Foreign Minister Sergey Lavrov in more than five months. The court that imagine that in an extraordinary move during otherwise secret negotiations. Blinken revealed publicly in July that the U.S. has made a substantial proposal for Russia to Russia for Griner and Whelan. Though he did not spec specify the terms, people familiar with it said the U.S. had offered bout. Such a public overture drew a chiding rebuke from the Russians, who said they preferred to resolve such cases in private and carried the risk of weakening the U.S. government's negotiating hand for this and future deals by making the administration appear too desperate. But the announcement was also meant to communicate to the public that Biden was doing what he could and to ensure pressure on the Russians. He was, and he did a pretty much good job. Besides the efforts of U.S. officials, the police also followed months of back-channel negotiations involving Bill Richardson, 
the former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, and a frequent emissary in hostage talks, and his top deputy, Mickey Bergman. Griner was arrested in Moscow's Sheremetyevo Airport in February when customs officials said they found vape canisters with cannabis oil in her luggage. She pled guilty in July, though she still faced trial because admitting guilt in Russia's judicial system does not automatically end the case. Wow. Guess it tells you right there. She acknowledged in court that she possessed the canisters, but she said she had no criminal intent and said her, their presence in her luggage was due to AC packing. And of course, before being sentenced on August 4th and receiving a punishment, her lawyer said was out of line for the offense. An emotional grinder apologized for my mistake that I made and the embarrassment that I brought on them. She added, I hope in your ruling it does not end my life. Of course, her supporters had largely stayed quiet for weeks after her arrest, but that approach changed in May. Once, state, once the State Department designated her as unlawfully detained, a secretary, Marine veteran Trevor, Trevor Reed for Konstantin Yeroshenko, a Russian pilot convicted in the U.S. in a cocaine trafficking conspiracy, spurred hope that additional such exchanges could be in the works. Wayland has been held in Russia since December 2018. The U.S. government also classified him as wrongfully detained. He was sentenced in 2020 to 16 years in prison. Wayland was not included not included in the Wade prisoner swap, escalating pressure on the Biden administration to ensure that any deal that included that any deal that brought Guana home also included him. That was from the Associated Press. So a lot of people crucified quite a lot of these of what about Paul Wayland? What about Paul Whelan? He's still home. Like, the guys like black and white sports and the sports, like the Gannett Groups and the bullshitters, and, and that's why I have a problem with those guys. Of course, they made a, and they made a lot of, and they made the, and they made, that's in the family, they, they, they believe that, yeah, it was the right thing to do. Even though, it, even though their, their, like, their loved one is still in Russia, in prison. That's the one. That's a so. That's a good win. So that's pretty much, a, pretty much a good win. Why would you, that mayor of the Lincoln Project really, ra really, really railed on the railed on them? She said, "Can and she went on Twitter and said, can we be happy for Brittany Griner's release and disappointed Paul Whelan is still unjustfully prisoned without turning into this into some." "Quote unquote woke criticism of the Biden administration, Biden administration for doing this. Stop it. The Wheeler family's response is gracious and classy. Take note. I agree there. And a lot of people, and a lot of people were, um, not. And I'm not going to be one to um be a part of the what about Paul Wheeler crowd. I'm just hoping that he will be um." Involved in another deal somewhere down the line, but this is where I have a problem with the Matt the clowns, the the fandom menace of sports. Um, may it be the goops and goons, may it be the idiot, the 
the Uncle Tom and the and the uh, and the Cracker Show. <sighs> Man, I'm just glad this is over. I'm just glad the Griner Griner ordeal is over. But I'm in that, and I don't have to put my attention on this in sports talk anymore. But I'm not, but I'm not going, I'm not going to say much. This could be, um, a minute, this could take a while, this could take a while. But at the end of the day, it's just, it's just that. A win's a win, a win's a win. And hey, the former guy did try that, tried to get him, tried to get him released, failed. He had him in it. He had him in. Like, he was so unsuccessful. And right now, the other guy, right now, the guy who's running the show for the state U.S. State Department is still making sure it's designed to get this to work. Of course, I care much about Paul Whelan. The guy I'm I'm holding out for faith for him. I'm praying that this is like to get him back home to his family. Brittany Griner will go back home doing what she loves and probably just just rest up, get rest up, get some mental, get the mental gearing gear, um, try to stay healthy. And who knows? Maybe I'll see. Maybe I'll see her back in a WNBA court with the, somewhere down the line to see next season. After all, these um, if you're if the the bigots um just say, oh, thanks, welcome back home, um, Brittany. We, we we're sorry we treated you poorly. That's the first step. That's the first step. We'll be right back. I know your shirts are bland, your hats are bland, your businesses are bland, bland, so why not give it a facelift with L.I. Tops? L.I. Tops is is Long Island's home for custom shirts, custom vats, and of course, putting up up vinyl banners for you and all your stuff for, for your businesses and whatever have you. Long Island Tots is home to some of the with some of the best guys in the business to work to get this get make sure your product stands out from the best. Don't forget to visit them. Don't forget to give them a chance to out L I Chops. If it ain't us, it ain't lit. That's L I T O P E Ops. Sometimes you just can't make anybody happy these days. I mean, you just can't. Of course, now, of course, according to the sponge, someone is not happy with the Britney Griner prisoner swap deal, man. And of course, I expected it. It's a Dallas Cowboy. 
sports according to Spun. Dallas Cowboys star Mike Parsons. Yeah. One of them boys. Mm -mm. Had an interesting reaction to this Thursday's prisoner swap involving WNBA swimmer involving Brittany Griner. This is pretty much the news that came right out of there. What I guess right out the open, he was pretty damn upset. You can say, yeah, it came from a, of course, he seemed angry that Joe disagreed to a deal that it didn't include former U.S. Marine Paul Whelan. Of course, he quote tweeted, um, Steve, C CBS News' Steve Portnoy. Portnoy, I say more, so just swap to see Griner home. For Christmas, it's a one-for-one one and does not involve retired Marine Paul Whelan, who is about to mark his fourth year in Russian custody. And a, to wit, to which Parsons unleashed the line, line Wait, wait, nah, nah, when we left the Marine? Hell nah. I'm like, wow, I'm like, and this is what makes this a little bit on the up and up. Of course, we knew that. Well, Griner, well, of course, Waylon was mentioned in a prisoner swap for months. However, the deal was agreed to today was strictly a one-for-one -one exchange, meaning Bout was set. Bout was traded for Brittany Griner. I don't, of course, it was. Uh, I sure wish that Paul Waylon was part of that deal, but didn't turn out that way. It's just sad and just sad. Of course, uh, Griner's wife Sherelle said she will fight hard to bring Waylon back home. She says, I will remain committed to the work of getting every American home, including Paul. Griner told reporters, Waylon's brother David called this Thursday a disappointing day for the family. He did. He went on NBC and NBC News says, that early warning meant that our family has been able to mentally prepare for what is now a public disappointment for us. In a catastrophe for Paul, I do not know if he is aware yet, but he, although he will surely learn from Russian media, I guess it was a, and I guess it was well. He got the, and he got and he got hit pretty damn hard, and he got hit pretty damn hard. Even earning, even earning several nicknames: Pass Rush Limbaugh. Maga Parsons, man, even even every man, he just pissed off a lot of people. One Twitter user said that Micah Parsons tweet was insane, but the jokes have been hilarious. I mean, this is kind of like, like oof. Of course, he got the it, and of course. He got knocked around more often than not. Of course, is that Mr. Micah Parsons? Did you did you did no research at all and started bashing someone released on a, from a foreign prison over a vape? The marine, the marine you referenced was a spy and caught in 2018, four years ago. Where was all this concern? Fox News. You, I was about to use your ignorance to rally the ignorant. Wow. 
for those who and for those who think being a spy and carrying a vape to another country holds the same weight, please get some rest. You could have convinced me to give up a spy, gotta be art. My actual issue is y'all did not care about them until now. Ask Trump why he left him there in 2018. <laughs> you should have, boy. Boy, that really, boy, he really let him have, he really let him have it. Fans, people let him, he, when Micah Orsons let him have it, let, no, let the, when the administration let him have it, he got it back. Man, and of course, it really hurt because he got caught shooting his mouth instead of getting informed first. But he should have learned. He should have learned a little bit more. That ray, he got railed. He got hammered. He got slugged for it on social media. He said, you know what? I would have been I would have been an idiot. I would have proved of an idiot like that. Michael Parsons is stolen of course even in Dallas. He's a pathetic bunch a punching bag. He became a punching bag. The sporting news writes that Michael Parsons uh, did react to it, and of course, he did not take long to walk back his comments. He got slugged in the mouth on social media. I guess it, and of course, it's sometimes well deserved. Before later, he said that before later, saying that after speaking with people about the situation, he needed to be more educated on the topic and should have not tweeted out an emotion for my family and others who have served. Of course, and he said, Yeah, well, he did, yeah. And for that, I apologize. And also, if what I'm told about the attempts to bring retired Marine Paul Whelan home were true, then the best outcome was accomplished. I pray Mr. Whelan comes home, but I'm extremely at me for Brittany and her family. I'm not too prideful to admit when I made a mistake. Yeah, he got slugged in the mouth a lot. Well, I guess he really got mm, slugged in the mouth. Of course, he, he really got slugged. Of course... Even Dallas is probably a playoff. It's Dallas team is still in the playoffs. Hot playoff hunt. And man, and of course I'm pretty much disappointed. I mean, you're supposed to be the face of the franchise on defense. The offense is taken care of with uh, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, but Mike. At least you have a little show, a little sip, show a little uh, respect. I mean, you, I know I like a lot. Punching bag. Well, even if you got the nickname Pass Rush Limbaugh. And of course, and the Maga Parsis nickname still stuck on him very badly. I mean, oof. He tweeted out there, My last tweet was no shot at Brittany Griner. I'm super happy she's back home, as she should be. I just have family I've served, and it's crazy to me the president wouldn't bring them home too. I'm the furthest thing from a Trump supporter, but I'm not a fan of buying either. Kind of an independent guy. I get it. Of course, the situation is more complicated than a simple swap of Brittany's. 
of course, Liner, who plays in Russia during the NBA, WNBA offseason, was detained after having 7702 grams of cannabis oil in her luggage in a Moscow airport. Prosecutors deemed it was a significant amount and asked the judge to sentence her to more than nine years in prison. She was sentenced in August. The U.S. deemed it was a wrongful detainment, which allowed for the prisoner's prison swap process. Of course, since July, the U.S. has been working to release Rose Griner and Whelan. Whelan, a former Marine, was arrested in December 2018 on espionage charges, which the U.S. also deemed as a wrongful detainment. Whelan was sentenced to 16 years in a Russian prison. The U.S. has been working to have Whelan released since he was charged in January 2019. Of course, the hope had been, had initially been that the U.S. could have swapped convicted arms dealer Victor Bout to Russia for, for both Griner and Whelan, but Russia had denied the proposals of the prisoner swap, so therefore, it was the one-for-one one deal. Makes me, well, what do you want, what do you want? For what, what do they want? For what do they want in exchange for Wayland? Of course, it's just the right. Even though it was the right decision, Micah Parsons was pretty much roasted. Is pretty much roasted. And I'm not a fan of the Cowboys. Everyone knows that. But I am, but I am just disappointed in. Because I'm disappointed in him because he was just like. And just, just it's just dis because I'm not, I'm not gonna really go off the rails I saying that. But I'm just saying, I'm just disappointed. And uh, I mean, as a giant, as a Giants fan, I I mean we got beat by the Cowboys twice this season, but but you got knocked around, but he got knocked around. Even people on Twitter said, "Pro tip." If you cheered when Donald Trump bought home Otto Warmbier's corpse, sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up about Joe Biden bringing home Brittany Griner alive. Just put a big fucking sock in it. Wow. Thing goes for the mm, the the Phantom Minister of Sports, and they do just that. But I'm just. Disappointed. Just disappointed. As much as I am, as much as I say much about it, but damn, man. Eyes and show rules, but at me. I can't even root. I can't even. I'm not gonna. I don't root for Giants or the Cowboys in the playoffs or anywhere between it. But I'm just embarrassed for him.
I, I, I'm typically ashamed of them. Maybe he should learn a little thing or two. But he went to you served in a even if you have family in the military. I have two. I have two, but that's a different story for another time. But. I'm just embarrassed from I'm emba I'm ashamed of him Michael Barson is embar embarrassed the human race today he embarrassed the human race I don't really want to address more about that While we move, while we while we take while we take a moment to process everything that's going on, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Um, you're still listening to the Home Turf Sports Podcast here on the Home Turf Radio Network. Feel free to follow the show on Twitter at Home Turf Radio, Instagram Home Turf Radio, and of course our Spotify and on Twitter podcast. Our podcast every day, every day, some occasions, and then of course, we get the um, we're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our home base at Anchor. And of course, like I said, when I'm reminding to get to my processing, we'll be right back with another with another topic. I know. I get it. You're looking for the best shirts in town, something that associates with the area, or something like that? Let Mac of Amityville help you out. Of course, Mac is the home of the Mac t-shirts, Long Island Toss t-shirts, Island Tribe t-shirts, and plenty of cool stuff, merchandise you can find. It's the best butt shop you ever find here, shop in Amityville. Well, check them out down on down on Route 110 and 10 at, next to the next to the Amityville Amityville train station. That's in the that's minutes from the Amityville train station. I mean, and don't forget to check them out and check them out today. Long you got Rucker Harlem has Rucker Lincoln Queens got Lincoln, but Long, but Long Island has the Mac. Can be really, really shitty these days. And worse, one of his owners allowed the toxic culture of his franchise and the league he did in, the, in its cover up. I'm talking about the Washington Commanders and its toxic culture. Enabled by their owner, Dan Snyder. ESPN, and of course, this is a nightmare. ESPN reports the Washington Commanders owner, Daniel, permitted and participated in the team's longtime toxic work culture and obstructed a 14 month congressional inquiry by dodging a subpoena, working to dissuade and intimidate witnesses from cooperating and claiming more. Than ten times in testimony that he could not recall answers to basic questions. According to the final report, 
of the U.S. House of Representatives Committee on Oversight and Reform. Um, they're just doing this before new blood comes in and takes over that, and, and, the, and the Republicans, the Repugs, are taking over those committees. Man, this is a this is god awful as it is. The culture is actually damn bad. Oof. Of course, the committee's 79-page report released Thursday also comes down hard on the NFL, concluding that the league was complicit in Snyder's efforts by not cooperating with the congressional inquiry and burying a 2020-2021 investigation of the commander's workplace led by attorney Beth Wilkinson, the results which have never been fully released. There, of course, a lot of the report is because it was the extorted testimony by then Snyder and their former GM, Rose Allen, was released. I'm like, the man that gave you the culture is actually damn good. When it turns out, is actually damn bad. Of course, Carolyn Maloney, Maloney of New York said, said, we saw efforts that we have never seen before, at least I haven't. The NFL knew about it and they took no responsibility. Oof. That's awful. And the NFL commissioner officials were acting like they were doing something. Then they turn around and fix it so she can't talk. Her report is never going to be made public, yet she was supposed to be hired to address it. The hypocrisy. The coordinated effort to hide what they acknowledge. Like, oh my god. Roger Goodell is going to be in deep shit this time around. Oh my god, it's a fucking mess right now and I know a lot of guys are going to be covering this on their YouTube channels or what have you on audio form. I have it on here. This is called the the culture of fear. The culture of point of idiocracy. All because of all because of ownership and the NFL trying to cover it up. Of course, the congressional report citing allegations of harassment and abuse against several other teams says the NFL has put the interests of league owners ahead of NFL employees, failing to protect them or ensure that victims can speak up without fear of retaliation. Of course, the NFL chose to bury Ms. Wilkinson's findings and whitewash the misconduct it uncovered, the committee's report says. Rather than seek real accountability, the NFL aligned its legal interests with Mr. Snyder's, failed to curtail his abusive tactics, and buried the investigative station's findings. Oh my goodness. Yes, folks. The culture is actually damn bad. You're going to say this from me? You're going to hear this from me for a while now. Because it's because of the I guess it really is bad. It really has some bad... 
some bad vibes to it. Of course, an NFL spokesman contacted by ESPN Thursday said the league had not seen the report and would not comment. Of course, the commanders have attacked committee efforts by as driven by partisan politics and said Snyder and the team cooperated fully with investigators. Spokeswoman Jean Medina, Jean Medina released a statement attributed to team attorneys John Bradley and Stuart Nash that said the report does not advance public knowledge of the commander's workplace in any way. Trying to burn, really trying to bury the, trying really hard to bury the bodies, aren't you guys? It continues on. These congressional investigators demonstrated almost immediately that they were not interested in the truth and were only interested in chasing headlines by pursuing one side of the story. Today's report is the predictable culmination of that one-sided approach. There are no new skeletons here. Oh yeah, you buried a lot of you buried a lot of skeletons in your closet, closet, fellas. I mean, yeah, I mean, how many, how many, how many skeletons you got in your closet, in your lockers, before it becomes viewable to the public? Of course. Of course, the Republicans on the committee issued a memo in response to the report saying, All oh, the Democrats sham investigation into the Washington commanders has been an egregious waste of taxpayer-funded resources and that the Democrats have misused a committee that should be focused on the government. And the memo, of course, that memo says, No foundation exists for conducting a congressional oversight of the team. Simply put, Congress cannot provide any relief, any additional relief or remedies to any of the aggrieved parties. Why then, has the committee investigated a professional football team and targeted an individual team owner? Committee Democrats have chosen to weaponize the power of Congress against a single private workplace. The workplace of culture of toxicity they're defending. The Republicans have done it again, folks. Really done it again! Of course, the GOP memo also joins in Snyder's refrain that former team president and general manager Bruce Allen is to blame for the team's toxic culture. Allen counters that he didn't work for the team during many of the years in question. The Republicans released 57 emails and documents, including dozens of images of nude and near-nude women that they say came from Allen's work account. Oh my god. He created a workplace of fear. The culture of fear in these guys are defending. The memo continues. The memo continues as such. These emails show that under Allen's leadership, there was a toxic workplace, one that has since been reformed based on independent third-party reviews and of the team's culture. Committee Democrats have not identified nor presented any similar emails or documents identifying any racist, misogynistic, or homophobic behavior from Dan Snyder. They took away the cheerleaders, who. <laughs> For that because of all that shit and of course the from and then there's this is why you get not this is why you get the generic football team that I could have come up with a better name 
Of course, in addition to the its report, the House Committee released exerted transcripts from from sworn testimony Snyder gave remotely aboard from his from aboard his yacht in July, and from September testimony by Allen. Among key revelations in the committee report and transcripts are as follows: during his death, during his disposition, Snyder told investigators, "I've said numerous times and continue to state we've apologized." For any workplace misconduct of the team, but the investigators note that Snyder continues to blame others around him and minimize the experiences of more than 100 current and former employees. Yep, the culture is actually damn bad. Under oath, Snyder admitted using private investigators, the report says, but Snyder claimed to be unaware whom his investigators approached and did not remember having conversations with his counsel about the individuals targeted. Mr. Snyder could recall very little when questioned about allegations of misconduct against him, including specific allegations raised in recent press stories, investigators note. Oof. In his testimony, Allen recounted his encounter with a private investigator Snyder hired to follow him, and he also swore that Snyder once talked with him about hiring a private eye to follow NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Yes, the culture is actually damn bad. While the NFL appeared on the surface, staff cooperated with committee requests for documents. Much of what the league provided was news articles, press clippings, and public court records. Investigators said the league refused to turn over at least 40,000 documents collected by Wilkinson during the league's internal investigation, including Wilkinson's Winton findings presented to the NFL during her investigation. Oink. Despite claims by Snyder's attorneys that the team released former employees from restrictions placed on them by non-disclosure agreements, a significant number of potential witnesses were unable to share their experiences with investigators either out of fear or, reta or of retaliation, or because Snyder and the commanders declined would not release them from their confidentiality obligations. This is bad. Allen testified that an NFL executive indicated to him that, that the commanders were behind the leak of racist and misogynistic emails linked to former Raiders coach John Gruden. Oof. That led to, that led to Gruden getting out of Dodge from football. He's probably suing the NFL and the Raiders. Looking to get his job back. Good luck with that. Even with Josh Allen, Josh McDaniels taking your job. It's a mess. For you. you can find a job right there. As the committee finishes its work, the NFL continues its second investigation of Snyder, this time led by former Securities and, Ex and Exchange Commission Chairwoman Mary Jo White. And the Attorney General of Washington, D.C. has sued the team, him, the NFL, and Goodell on allegations of financial improperties related to season ticket deposits. ESPN reported late last month that the U.S. Attorney's Office of, in the Eastern District of Virginia also has opened a criminal investigation into the financial allegations. On the same day, Dan and Tanya Snyder announced they hired Bank of America to explore potential transactions. And a spokesperson said they were exploring all options, including selling the team. 
Of course, the report says Snyder claimed more than 100 times under oath that he could not recall or was unaware of basic information about his role as the owner of Washington's football team. Issues Snyder claimed not to remember included hirings of firings, his knowledge of alleged sexual harassment by senior team officials, and at least seven presentations made by his lawyers to the NFL during Attorney Wilkinson's investigation. He also said he did not recall his attorneys offering money to former employees in exchange for signing non-disclosure agreements during that investigation. On top of the, on top, on the topic of team executives asking employees to make unauthorized videos of naked cheerleaders. The problem that the, the course of team no longer as cheerleaders thanks to this incident, thanks to this incident. Snyder invoked, I can't recall seven times in one excerpt asserted acid to the testimony. He swore he'd never seen what he called the purported videos and had no recollection of what he or the team did about them, the transcript said. Man, it, it, the culture is damn bad now, too. The committee's report also details the genesis of a $10 million fine. The NFL said it levied against the commanders on July 1st, 2021 after the Wilkinson report. According to the report, Snyder's legal team negotiated the terms of the fine allowing Snyder to pay $5 million of the to the NFL, with the other $5 million sent to approximately 22 charitable organizations within the Washington region, a deal that may have allowed the team to take tax deductions for its charitable contributions and payments to the league, thereby conferring the commanders a benefit. Boy, that is all. Committee staffs recommended that Congress should consider prohibiting professional sports teams owners from taking tax deductions or fine on fines or penalties paid in connection with workplace misconduct investigations. Under NFL rules, Goodell did not have authority to levy the fine unless he received the approval of two-thirds of the team owners at a special league meeting, according to investigators. Snyder, Snyder attorneys told the committee that after some discussion between the NFL and Snyder's lawyers, the two sides agreed on the $10 million sum. Of course, they have revealed to investigators that Snyder's representatives were actively involved in the league's announcement of the fine and Wilkinson's findings. As part of the committee's inquiry, Goodell testified before the full oversight committee in June that Snyder had been held accountable after facing unprecedented discipline that included being removed moved and away from the team. Since October, there have been mixed signals about whether Snyder has resumed day-to-day -day operations of the team. ESPN had reported, and Goodell confirmed in an October press conference, that he was operating under the premise that Snyder is still under active investigation, and limits imposed on him were continuing. But, but in his July deposition, according to the report, Snyder had testified that he had resumed involvement including including by giving advice and help when needed, being updated and kept informed by team president J Jason Wright, and holding meetings with head coach Ron Rivera about the football season and the future of the franchise. Now, these, of course, these various assertions cast serious doubt of the NFL's commissioner's claim that Mr. Snyder has been held accountable by being removed from team operations, the committee report says. And, of course, that is when the a lot of things you gotta there's a lot of there's a lot of dirty laundry there's a lot of dirty laundry
there's a lot of dirty laundry. I can't imagine how bad it is. And even Bruce Allen also testified that Snyder had tried to persuade other owners to remove Goodell and told Allen that during the height of the NFL's national anthem controversy that he wanted to use private investigators to follow Goodell. And he said, he said at the time, I'm going to follow, I'm going to have him followed, follow the commissioner. You know I'm going to find something about, out about him, Allen testified. ESPN first reported in October that Snyder brought to associates that he had collected dirt on team owners and Fort and Goodell to stave off any attempt to force him to sell the commanders. Yeah, the culture is damn bad, too. Allen, who testified Snyder, made the comments in his office that he didn't think he was serious because it's just, it's a crazy thought that I'm going to burn down the building next door. Allen began to reconsider, however, once he discovered other former employees had encountered private investigators hired by Snyder's attorneys. Now, after... I've read every about everyone who's getting followed around the country. I don't know if this it was true or not, Alan testified. And then, obviously, when it occurred to me, it was like, wow. Yeah, Alan said he first discovered private investigators failing his movements while moving into a new home in Arizona in March 2021. He testified that the home was on a narrow street with little traffic, and his wife had noticed an unfamiliar car with its engine running parked outside their home. Oof, that's awful. It's very awful. You know, he said, I'm, I had made some coffee, and I went out. And the gentleman stepped out of the car, and he said, I, Mr. I, Mr. Allen, I said, well, that's interesting. You want? You needed a cup of coffee? Are you here to serve me with a subpoena or something? He said, no, we're just here to follow you. It's something like document your actions. Oh, man. I guess uh, Snyder hired some Sired Allen to be. I uh, Snyder probably hired somebody to high tail ta Bruce Allen. Like he was a dog. Oof! It's just as ugly as it is. Allen said the investigator identified himself as a former FBI agent. And offered a business card, also pointing out an associate in a second car down the street was waiting in case Allen drove out of the neighborhood another way. Allen said. He asked who sent the investigators. He said the Washington football team, which they weren't the commanders yet. Boy, there was a mess all around. Allen said the man followed him into the rental house he was moving from, the, moving from to get some more boxes, and another investigator was waiting there. I thought it was despicable, he said, and it's it's worse for others. I don't know if they follow my wife, but I've read, well, when I read some of the, these other testimonies, I felt for people who went through similar situations. Well, he said the surveillance included use of drones outside the back of our house and added that the investiga an investigator confronted a construction worker at their own to ask, tell us about Bruce Allen. Of course, the committee also released video of a private investigator captured on a home surveillance system in April 2021 as he attempted to gather information on former cheerleader Abigail Dryman Welch, one of the women investigators believe, was captured in videos created from the outtakes of the swimsuit calendar shoots. Uh -oh. oh. Maloney characterized Snyder's alleged use of private investigators' extreme behavior that she had never encountered in three decades on Capitol Hill. He was intimidating and the executives. Anyone who spoke out, he had private investigators go out of their home to their home 
and tracked him, going to cheerleaders home with their children and try to offer us money and try to intimidate him not to talk anymore. Oh my God. The culture is actually damn bad. Oof, man. The committee had previously revealed in a 29-page memorandum released in June that the law firm Reed Smith sought to harass and intimidate and secure the silence of former employees and the possible witnesses during the Wilkinson investigations. Reed Smith partner Jordan Thiev told ESPN in October that had no knowledge of any efforts to investigate or compile information on NFL owners, executives, or Goodell. Thiev did not respond to questions about whether Reed Smith commissioned investigations on former commander's employees. In the, new t in the newly released transcript, Strengths Committee investigators asked Snyder specifically about the firm, did Reed Smith send private investigators to, to their own with Bruce, Bruce Allen? And to which he said, I'm not sure. I'm unaware. Oh boy. In his disposition, Snyder told committee staff that the private investigators were employed to gather information for defamation law defamation lawsuit in India and were not part in any effort to intimidate or retaliate against those employees who came forward. ESPN's October report cited multiple legal and team sources as saying Snyder used the Wilkinson investigation as a tip sheet for its law firms to form an enemies list. The committee report states that the ESPN's reporting was consistent with evidence uncovered by the committee. Snyder has denied launching what the committee has called a shadow investigation. He, tested, he testified that a 100-page dossier of information on his former employees, including cheerleaders and Allen, had nothing to do with the Wilkinson investigation, even though his legal team presented its con contents of the dossier to both the NFL and Wilkinson. The committee, the committee report spends several pages fleshing out a timeline that punches holes in Snyder's defense of the dossier. The report does say, Mr. Snyder suggested that the private investigators employed by his lawyers may have made a mistake and went somewhere wrong. However, he insisted that they only use investigators during the India lawsuits. Oh boy, the culture is actually damn bad now. Of course, in the disposition, Allen testified that he informed Lisa Frail, the NFL's senior vice president and special counsel for investigations, who was helping to oversee the Wilkinson about his experience with the private investigators in April 2021. He said Frail gave him the impression that she was not shocked by a story and called Snyder's actions conduct detrimental to the integrity of the league. What did Congresswoman Maloney say? They knew. They knew. They called it detrimental conduct that they, they then become complicit in by hiding the detrimental conduct. So it could continue, literally could continue, and that was to me irresponsible bullying beyond belief. Real also informed Allen of Snyder's efforts to blame him for the team's decades-long toxic culture, telling him of the team's presentation to the NFL about Allen's role in the day-to-day -day operations of the franchise, according to his testimony. Real also 
indicated that the commanders were responsible for the leak of racist and misogynistic emails linked to Gruden that appeared in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal in October 2021. Allen testified congressional investigators had previously uncovered evidence that Snyder's lawyers had provided those emails to the league in the summer of 2021 as part of Snyder's effort to deflect blame onto Allen. Oh my god. The culture is damn bad. Just damn bad. Allen testified that when he learned about the leak to the Wall Street Journal, he called Friel, who told him, we didn't, we didn't do it at the league office. It came out of their side. Of course, the report noted that the day before Allen was scheduled to dis be disposed, Snyder's legal team sent the committee unsolicited emails that contained embarrassing language and inappropriate content that had been sourced from Allen's team account, including emails that, are, that had already been leaked to the press. The report noted that Snyder's legal team had leaked other emails, documents, and, and photographs in an attempt to discredit several other congressional witnesses who made allegations against the team. Of course, according to committee reports, that the, the committee's investigation found out that the NFL was aware of Mr. Snyder's surveillance, harassment, and intimidation of his accusers throughout the Wilkinson investigation. Yeah, the culture is actually damn bad. In his testimony, Allen told investigators that he interpreted the email leak as an attempt by Snyder to send a message to Allen that he better that he be careful and that Snyder owns me with these emails, which affects my coworkers, the alumni, my family and friends. Ultimately, the report concludes many of the emails that Mr. Snyder leaked were unrelated to the committee's investigation or were, or were presented in a misleading way so as to imply wrongdoing. Oof. Of course, the report says investigators were hamstrung by the league and the team refusing to release as many as 40,000 documents related to the Wilkinson investigation. In February, the committee released the contents of a previously secret common interest agreement between the league and the team that had obtained at least one source close to the investigation calls the agreement very unusual and not something often done within the league. As ESPN reported in February, the agreement essentially gave Snyder veto power over the release of any documents or information related to the Wilkinson investigation. At the time, NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy told ESPN that the league and not the team has and will determine which information it is in a position to produce. Okay, so, okay. But the committee's final report gives multiple examples of how Snyder and the team exerted privilege with the NFL's release of information by preventing the release of not only Wilkinson's findings, but many other documents, including several PowerPoint presentations made by the team to the NFL and Wilkinson, videos containing the outtakes of the cheerleader calendar shoots, and a 2018 human resources audit showing deficiencies in the team's HR department. Of course, the committee also was unable to obtain a confidential settlement relating to the Snyder's alleged sexual assault of a woman in his plane on his plane in April 20, 
2009, now the subject of Mary Jo White's investigation. The Congresswoman Maloney said the NF became cooperative in hiding what was happening by entering a legal common interest agreement that really silenced all of the work trying to address it. The committee report details how Slider's attorneys tried to prevent Wilkinson from interviewing the former female employee who accused Snyder because the report states Snyder and the team would not release her from the agreement she signed, preventing Wilkinson from interviewing her. Yeah, I now know that the culture is actually damn bad. Of course, the report cites ESPN's report in October that detailed how the woman's attorney had flatly rejected an offer from Reed Smith's attorneys of a seven-figure sum if she agreed not to speak to anyone about her allegations against Snyder and her settlement with the team. Snyder's attorneys have denied offering additional money towards the accuser in exchange for silence. Of course, lawyers for the NFL told the committee investigators that while the league was aware of a dispute that the team had with the employee and employee, the team did not disclose the specific nature of this allegation for more than 10 years. And only after the Washington Post began detailing issues of sexual harassment within the franchise in 2020. But the report notes that the Wilkinson investigation found no violation of league policies for failing to report a sexual assault allegation. Of course, in its conclusion, the committee asserts that the NFL is not interested in protecting its employees from workplace harassment, highlighting three other scandals in recent years. Such as, for example, allegations of sexual and racial harassment by former Carolina Panthers owner Jerry Richardson, who later sold its aim to Jer David Tepper. Complaints that the Las Vegas Raiders owner Mark Davis ignored allegations of a hostile workplace environment. And, and, and revelations first revealed in an ESPN report that Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones paid $2.4 billion to resolve allegations that longtime senior executive Richard Darimple who secretly recorded Cowboys cheerleaders while they were undressing and taking up skirt images of Charlotte Jones Anderson, Jones' daughter. Darimple, who denied the allegations, retired after a 32-year career with the team days before the report. This ain't... Man, God, is this as bad as it gets. This is as bad as it gets. Of course, the NFL has failed to take key steps to protect employees or prevent workplace misconduct from occurring across the league, the report says. According to the internal document obtained by the committee, the NFL's reporting requirements do not consider workplace complaints of sexual harassment, but including non-physical sexual harassment, discrimination, retaliation, to be conducted that undermines or put the risk at risk the integrity of the NFL, NFL clubs, or NFL personnel under the NFL's personal conduct policy. Rather, the committee concluded the NFL's ongoing failure to take workplace misconduct seriously is compounded by its own policies that are designed to protect the interests of club owners. Of course, attorneys Lisa Banks and Deborah Katz who represented more than 40 
former commander's employees said the, the report definitely details not only the extensive sexual harassment that occurred, but also Dan Snyder's involvement. Of course, because neither the team nor the NFL was willing to reveal the extent of what occurred or held accountable those responsible and instead tried to obstruct any efforts to do so, Congress was compelled to take action. Okay, so now what happens now what happens next? Committee staffers recommended that the Cong that Congress should require the NFL and its clubs demonstrate compliance with state and federal employment laws as a condition of continue to benefit from federal antitrust exemptions as well as tax exempt bonds used to finance construction and renovation of sports stadiums. Of course, several congressional measures have come out of Commander's investigation. Democratic Committee mem member Jackie Spire of California co-sponsored legislation in February titled No Tax Subsidies for Stadiums Act that would eliminate tax breaks used by professional sports teams. Chairwoman Maloney introduced a bill to require employees to give prior notice and receive consent to take and distribute professional images of employees and to prohibit the use of non-disclosure and confidential agreements to prevent or interfere with an employee's ability to disclose harassment, discrimination, or retaliation in the workplace. Of course, the future that, of that legislation is uncertain. Spires retiring and Maloney lost her primary race in August, while Democrats lost the House majority in November. Of course, Republican James Comer of Kentucky has indicated that the Republican Party has no interest in pursuing the investigation any further when he becomes the new chairman of the Oversight Committee in January. Of course, this has become a tremendously important issue to America. Molly said this, the NFL is one of our respected corporations and employs a lot of people. Many people look up to them as role models and they should be setting a standard of treating women and men with respect. In a way, they should be treating their employees with respect as well. This was a mess all around by the commanders. The culture is bad as is. It's going to get worse going forward. And if, the, and if it continues, it's going to get muddier for the franchise. It's going to get it's going to get Dan Snyder gone. And it probably Roger Goodell could be out uh, could be out on his ass too if the shoe was on the other foot. But that's why the mess is sitting in there now. Right now, the culture is actually damn bad. Let's wrap this up when we come back. Now you can listen to Home Turn Sports on your on Google Podcasts. Check us out every weekday on our check out the link in our description to check out our new home for home just in case you don't even have Spotify nor Anchor. The Home Turn Sports Podcast every day on Anchor, Spotify, and now Google Podcasts. Don't forget to check us out today. Well, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of Home Turf Sports. Glad to be with you tonight. And be sure to listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. 
We're on. We are on on Twitter Spaces, on occasional on a, on occasionally. So be on the lookout for that. Also be and also we're gonna and also follow the show on Twitter at Home Turf Radio. Follow us on Instagram. The show on Instagram at Home Turf Radio as well. Our, all our social media platforms are like titled Home Turf Radio. I'll be back next time when a new episode comes out, or when I'm doing something live in the future. In the meantime, stay safe, stay well, be a good human being, and do not be a toxic human garbage. I don't care who you are. So long, everybody.